comic episode of Dave My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and who is with me tonight? Stefan JD. Stuart Hughes. I couldn't think of anything either to say. Mark uh, Mark, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was really crash. Dog of wisdom. What Stephen we're Duncan. doing. Uh, magic. <laughs> is the dog uh, of wisdom meme uh, still relevant enough to reference that? No, oh. I don't think so. I love that video. Bark, bark, bark. And, and it might not. And it might not be by the time people hear this either. So that is good wisdom. Um, um, Stooge, since this was actually your pick or something, why don't you introduce what we're going to be talking about? The strangest yeah. comic. One of the strangest comics we did on this show. Yeah, kind of an odd one because it was a comic episode that I actually picked. Um, because I ran into this like a couple of years ago and I was super interested in it. And it's uh. The Evan Dorkin, Jill Thompson series, uh, Beast of Burden. And it's a very short-lived series that, uh, I mean, it's still going, but it's a, it's a, like, there's only a couple issues of it. It's a very short series, essentially, about a bunch of dogs who have to protect their neighborhood from evil. Yeah. Uh, Jill And Jill Thompson, the reason I guess it's so, it doesn't come out often is because Jill Thompson's, like, always booked to do something. And she, yeah. I guess she got her start working on Sandman. So yeah, she did. Kind of a weird connection to yeah. Is that, is that the first comic episode you guys did? Um, yeah, it was like three or four, Mike. I don't know. It was close. Like that. Yeah, it was, it's mm. not that far off. Mm-hmm. And there's about t- only 22 issues of this book. We're not talking about all 22 because no, we're not going to do that. We're specifically <laughs> going to talk about uh, yeah, it's, uh, volume. It's, I think it's volume four, issue one through. It's essentially like the the second. Uh, it's like the uh, second stories. It's the first. Well, the way real this, stories. <laughs> the way this book works, it came out in 2003 and it had like a had like an issue or had three issues: one, 2003, mm-hmm. 2004. 2005 had a random issue in 2006 and then it had four issues actually have numbers one two three four which is what we're going to be talking about today in 2009 and then it and then it doesn't do any after 2009 they waited almost another year did one issue in 2010 like this is kind of story just comes off and on like there's not yeah even Mm. the four issues we're talking about aren't really one cohesive story they're kind of each issue is a a story well initially it was um it was like a it was like a little like section in um some dark horse uh books like it was just like it was just a random story in there like i want to say the first one was in like the dark horse book of hauntings back in way back in 2003 and i i think it was like a passion project yeah they were they were anthology series and then this one just kind of mixed in with it is what i believe happened yeah this is the first what we're talking about specifically is like (laughs) The first uh, standalone comics that they did for this series. Mm-hmm. And they've had, and they went back to being like, yeah, some like anthology series and like uh, more Dark Horse Presents uh, books. And then they had another another run on their own. And I think, I want to say in like yeah. 2010, they collected a bunch of them, made a book out of it. And then they did the same thing last year. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then something you surprised us with, Stu, is they did a crossover one shot with Hellboy. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really. <laughs> I actually went through and I read a bunch of these, so I was story. <laughs> oh. oh, the Hellboy one. Um, I was just gonna say Evan Dorkin, the writer. I had never heard of this guy before, but I looked him up, and apparently he worked on Superman the animated series. Yes, <laughs> he also did um, Milk and Cheese, which is kind of like a smaller comic that has a. I don't want to say it has a cult following because it's not like a cult thing. It's just like a little tiny series that had like a short-lived animated series that some people are really into. Huh. It's a, a smaller series, but there was definitely a point in time I remember very clearly where I saw like like the Milk and Cheese character is literally like a milk carton in a, a block of cheese. And they have like the giant like anime eyebrows. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember seeing them like all over the place for a little while. So Evan Dorkin has a little bit of a, a little bit of a following in his own right. Okay. Cool. Nice. I've never. It wasn't until you I'd never even heard of this book. I didn't even know it existed until you were like, "Hey, we should read it." So I'm like, "What?" Well, so for I those only, that don't know, which is everyone that downloaded this episode, most yeah. likely, <laughs> Beast of Burden is about a bunch of dogs and cats. Like, we're reading Beast of Burden, Chapter 1, The Gathering Storm, which is mm. about a bunch of dogs and cats that are like, one, they can talk and they can understand each other and humans can hear them too. Some They have powers. <laughs> like some have, okay. And yeah. they, some can do spells, but they're all very intelligent. They're all, like, they understand there's weird things that go on in this world, and they're aware of it. <laughs> it's kind of like if uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if the Scooby gang was a bunch of dogs, but everybody okay. else was still normal. That is a great example. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if the entire Scooby gang was dogs, and they still had to save... Uh, it's not Point Place. Point Place is a sad 70s show. They still had to save their little town and close the hell mouth. But everybody else was just humans, and they kind of, like, ignored them. Mm-hmm. I should know what town it's in, but I can't remember all of a sudden. Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then That's a real Burton place, takes place in Burden Hill, which is a great name for, like, uh, a horror town. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels I mean, like just... it's the spiritual turbulence town, like uh, Silent Hill, <laughs> just random crazy shit's always happening. I like to think that uh, this series could take place, like, in Night Vale <laughs> and fit perfectly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost forgot. I do want to give a quick warning. We are going to get into some very, very, very dark subjects in this little oh, book yes. about and you've been There's going to be some, we'll warn you when we get to that issue, but there's some dark ass shit that yeah. deals with animal, animal killing, let's just say. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was warning you before we go into it. Despite so. this being like, that's kind of what I love about this, uh, this series is despite the fact that it's dogs and it's like presented in a very fun way, it is like, it's very dark and it's very I wouldn't say it's like serious so much as it's like it's just dark and has these really like difficult themes like it doesn't stray away from anything it's a dog hunt there for you very it starts off with like the first couple pages where you have a bunch of dogs going over to some other dog's house and sitting there and they're playing in the yard and they're talking and you know it it doesn't feel it feels very normal and all of a sudden this asshole pug gets hit in the head by a frog I like the (laughs) pug but he's an asshole Uh, (laughs) it starts like Homeward Bound it's like the it could be an opening to like the Homeward Bound TV series (laughs) could literally be a continuation of that just going paranormal (laughs) yeah it's just immediately thousands of dogs start or dogs thousands of frogs start raining from the sky i mean yeah. it, it didn't come off that weird to me even when the do- when the frogs start eating the other frogs to get bigger it was a little strange but it didn't really hit me yet like i'm like okay this isn't so bad you know when the dog's like cannibal frogs cool <laughs> i like yeah, or like frog says Poor when dog. it starts raining he's like looks like stupid's back in season yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's so funny ass lines in, in in this book like i i was laughing you know early on before i was crying <laughs> but like I, I like it like you have one dog ace which apparently must have been from one of the other other books that i haven't read where he's chained up in a dog at a doghouse because something yes. happened yeah so um i actually i i picked this series not realizing that um because i figured it'd be hard to like do the originals um just because we'd have to like go like find the other books and find the like little their, their section of them so probably should have told you this before <laughs> but we don't talk to each other before we do these no. um, so background there ace is actually uh a werewolf he was bitten oh. by a werewolf and so yeah uh, he's chained up because he got hurt but okay. now he has a uh, strong werewolf foul powers um 
makes sense. <laughs> He's the um the Oz of this group. <laughs> yeah, they that's the oh, thing too is that these dogs all do magic and like they yeah. have elder dogs that they learned the magic from which yeah. is kind of crazy <laughs> i love the world it's it's like it's really creative i love the little world they have where they they have these dogs that like they're older and they know everything they call them the wise dogs mm-hmm. but it, it's not so much like a name as like it's like a like an official title like you train for years to become a wise dog mm-hmm. <laughs> but everything's still told through this like really cool and then you dog. have a couple you have two different set of they ran off and went to the other the wise like, it, it's cool like you have the dogs all bowing to the wise dog and you have cats that are <laughs> yeah. smart asses because yeah <laughs> it's all told from the viewpoint of a dog so yeah the dog like cats are like antagonistic and like like rats and other animals Rangers. are just assholes to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it works like i i do like, when they go to the, when they go to the wise dog we were just talking about an ace and they tell them what's happening and when all the toads are gone and one of the dogs one of the dumb dogs ran after the toads and he's missing yeah mm-hmm. that didn't hit that i'm like okay he ran into woods he'll be fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still like it hasn't gotten dark yet <laughs> No, not yet. No, and it, 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 that same, like, the next page, they show them going into the woods, they're looking for Pee-wee, then they find Pee-wee's collar all ripped up with his little, bet, you know, his little name tag on there, and they're like, you know, they start realizing something's not all right, something got Pee-wee. Yeah, that took me by and, surprise. I did not expect that to just suddenly happen in this first issue. I'm like, what? This dog's dead? <laughs> Even then, you're like, okay, like, something got Pee-wee, but it just tore off his collar, and he's fine. Like, yeah. I think he was dead. And then they they have the page with the drew a deer's head just to oh yeah and yeah. they don't even comment on it it's just like it's just like a it's like a half a third of a page no just panel just a panel yeah. just a third of a panel and it's just a, a deer it's head that animal and it's just them like seeing it and being like like uh-oh they don't even say anything they just look at it and they look worried mm-hmm. and like the panel right before <laughs> this one is like them trying to walk over stones and like the pug is having trouble because his legs are so short. It's like they I love how they mix like fun and, and dark so so much. Mm-hmm. So after you see the uh, I, I I thought it was interesting how they have the the one of the dogs, the Doberman Pinscher, is hiding in a tree log because Pee-wee's missing and then Fluffy where the cats got eaten by something. You still don't even know what ate them. You have no idea what's happened. Okay. So there's a left <laughs> your head. Should we say for the third by time the way, charm? Real quick for our audience, we'll just say we'll just put this in in case it sounds weird. <laughs> Had some technical yeah. difficulties, but we're good now. Yep. In case the audio suddenly sounds weird and it doesn't make sense, this part will be there <laughs> to explain why. <laughs> so, I, I thought it was funny how they have the Doberman Pinscher, who is normally a dog that you would see as a more fiercer dog, is hiding in a log because <laughs> one of the cats cat. got eaten. Yeah. It was- which is not probably that far off from the truth. But he's hiding in the log because something ate one of the cats named Fluffy. And you don't you don't see it. It's kind of like a horror movie. You just see a leg or a shadow. The cat is scared and then it and then that's the end of that. Yeah, and it even does the, the like, it does like the full horror movie thing where they're like walking through the woods and the uh like the main one of the main cats, like the cat that's actually in with the dogs who's named Orphan, um, is like talking to the other cat is like Fluffy? Fluffy? And turns around, Fluffy's just gone. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it does a good job of it. And as you have the uh, the rest of the group trudging through the woods and they come out and one of the wise dog, which is one that kind of has magic power, goes, great dog in heaven. And that's the end of the page. And then yeah. when you go to the next page, you finally see the big villain, the thing that they've been chasing after. And here, I'm just going to read the line that they have. 
it's a frog, a giant frog, a mother humping big ass giant frog. It's a giant <laughs> frog, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love the art stuff for this comic too, because it's like watercolor. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It looks it's like good. Yeah, it's like it's like, like it looks a little like older and more traditional, but it's just it, I don't know. It just those colors are really like vibrant. The shadows are really cool. <laughs> so it's like everything about it is like it should be used in a fun way but it's tackling this like occult scenario and it's just it's a great like disparity this giant frog yeah it absolutely fits the story it's almost like a children's book in a way too like when you yeah. pick up in the 90s or something <laughs> you know what i kept thinking of because i like i said i ran across this comic um a couple years ago i think i just saw like i saw like some images of it on facebook um which i'm sure other people might have had the same experience there was like a uh, like a couple threads going around of like one of the comics in full about uh, some sheep, which is not in the series we're reading, but it was a separate one. It was like mm-hmm. all these sheep have died and only one of the dogs can see it. And he, like he faints from the sight. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I kept thinking of there was this book series in the late 90s, early 2000s called Benicula. And I don't know if anyone out there has ever heard of this, but I fucking love those books. And I think I have this like nostalgia for the comic series because of it. Sounds familiar. It's about a cat and a dog who they're like their own they can talk to each other and their owners can't understand them um classic animal story you know stuff but their owners buy a rabbit and it turns out the rabbit is like a vampire that's draining all the vegetables but it's played like a horror like it's played straight like a horror novel Um, (laughs) crazy at some point they're like we gotta kill this bunny (laughs) (laughs) it's a whole series it's like it's for kids so it's like the antithesis of it's this theme but for children where it's like we gotta kill this rabbit and at the end they're like oh it's okay the rabbit's our friend and this is like the exact opposite direction of this rabbit's a vampire we gotta fucking kill it (laughs) yeah i even though this book is dark and violent i don't know maybe kids could read it if they were Uh, mature enough maybe not the second one (laughs) no not the second one at all yeah like this first one they probably could it's a little yeah it's not that morbid it, it, <laughs> no. it gets dark with a giant frog because the giant frog or giant toad ate two of the animals and Ooh. he just looks beastly and he's like i'm gonna eat you too <laughs> yeah oh, and even like so, how he talks like he talks like like an old god or something like, but he's like still dumb because he's a toad and he's like we like i've all in here we big fat off flesh of five continents eat kinda, dog, pig, ox eat people too yeah it's like uh it's like the incredible hulk like hulk smash you make hulk mad yeah <laughs> except hulk didn't say man woman crying baby eat everything Hulk oh yeah that, thank god oh god it's such <laughs> a <laughs> although i think the hulk does and this is when the, the book... comics <laughs> oh, i gotta read that hulk maybe some yeah <laughs> i love the frog is like it's Venom like does. it's got the like it looks slimy it's like dripping like slime from its mouth like drool it's just it's so creepy and, and menacing and it's probably like maybe eight feet tall i feel like you I mean in comparison to what these dogs would be probably eight oh yeah feet, eight feet it's tall huge. so it'd be tall enough to put a human in it and and this is where the, the comic starts even getting more supernatural one of the dogs said some words that i'm not even gonna bother trying to read a Fligo, and, and Cal- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what he said um cast a fire spell on the frog that was 
he is just like where it just he the tongue sticks out and hits the fire and puts the fire out and said that's nice pretty much <laughs> and then just smacks the dog and almost kills him or her oh yeah yeah but, that's the uh she's like the wise dog in training so she's like the one they go to for like oh well, like there's this issue in town like we need to go get we need to go get like the wise dogs and she's like ah, i'm an apprentice i'm the only one that's available i'll come help you i really i really love how one of the it's dogs cool. freaks <laughs> out and it's it's like we have to save her and the pug is like are you rabid we'll just get picked <laughs> off like flies <laughs> yeah i love the pug the pug is like such an asshole but he's like he's like we gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> I mean, that's how I'd be feeling if I was a dog. Like, no, we're going. Time to go. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't killing this giant toad. Ace is cool. A guy. It makes more sense now that you explained that Ace is was bit by a werewolf. Mm. So he it shows why he broke the 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 chain and the power that he has. Because the stupid toad tries to eat him, of course, and he bites the tongue and pulls the tongue. Yeah, and I like the scene mm-hmm. where all the dogs jump on and pull the tongue. And I mean, it's it's gross when you think about all these dogs and even the little pug. And <laughs> like, yeah, top all the, the dogs tongue. are pulling the tongue, and the pug is just standing on top of the tongue. Like I'm helping too. It's badass though. I really like how they all come together to just bite right into it. Yeah, <laughs> and then the it the, shows the shot of Orphan standing on top of the frog's head. Yeah, <laughs> this is what it gets. And he's like, this is for Fluffy, you big stinking pile of crap. And he hits him right in the eye with his claw. It's, <laughs> it's gross. Like, they did oh. a good job. And you just see his eye splitting off oh, the yeah. dog. It's nasty. Like, Pugsley gets hit with a bunch of eye matter. I do. <laughs> and then the frog just like, it, I mean, it's like, it just like, it explodes from inside out. It's it's so disgusting. <laughs> just, it's, I mean, it gets even worse because after what happened, it, it ends up spitting out all the frogs that it was. Was and it and I guess they call it an aggregate demon. I think it is the word. Yeah, an aggregate demon. Yeah, an aggregate whatever the hell that means. Uh, it means it's a demon that <laughs> I just put on my occult glasses here. It's a demon that like absorbs uh other life and like mends it into itself it's aggregating all this all these different like uh life forms all this organic matter okay. yeah, yeah so it's, when they, like that's why you get like the really creepy like image of all the frogs like that it spurts out are all like like malformed or like mended together because they were all like forming into the one giant frog inside of it so if you get like frogs that have like eyes on like the wrong side of its body or they're or they're like missing eyes all together it's like, gross as hell i like how the cat is like those little bastards we should kill them all <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and they're like we don't need to worry about that they're they're all dying anyway and then and this is when they all kind of join they all like put their little paws in the center and then they join the circle or something yeah i don't really understand they all become um essentially they join the society yeah <laughs> oh yeah they, they join the society and they become like yeah the guard dogs for the town aren't they like uh still in training though like some of them <laughs> yeah or something yeah <laughs> yeah it's a great image of all of them being like they're like <laughs> Like, I'm in, I'm in too. And then one of them's like, oh shit, we forgot about our people. And they all run off. And the cat's like, I feel safer already. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. It's legit. It's played like it's played so fun and friendly. It's like the exact it's exactly like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's played fun. It's played like a nice like kids show, but it's got these insanely dark moments in it. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah. it's 
played seriously in a funny, sometimes funny context. Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing funny about the second issue. Lost. No, but chapter no. Two lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about chapter This is two. the warning. We are warning you this is very dark. You have been warned. Yeah. <laughs> this is a much, much darker issue. <laughs> For the defenders of Burden. So I, I, yeah. I hadn't read any of this I, after you had messaged us and said issue two is super dark and I'm like, yeah, how dark can it be? I read the first issue I'm like, okay, that was dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the and message it, you sent me after that. That was like, just like, you were right. Where it went. <laughs> just got, like, we just got like a single message from Mike, like in the middle of the day that just said like, you were right. It's dark. <laughs> like that was it. <laughs> I... I didn't read after that for a little bit. I'm like, I'm good. We're going to put this book down and we're not going to pick it up for a day. We're good. Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to add, though, that the beginning of this second issue, it kind of puts together like a montage, like Ghostbusters style. Like they've been out working on cases and they've got like some experience under their belt fending off like these evil beings. Like there's a like a gnome or a leprechaun or something crazy, like carrying away a chicken. Yeah, they like fight it off and there's like a dead tree or something it looks like swan thing almost yeah <laughs> i was thinking the same exact thing and then it hard yeah. cuts from like them solving problems to a like a, a collage of like dogs asking them for help but all their problems are very clearly like dumb dog problems <laughs> One of, like there's a <laughs> there's a pit bull that's straight up like um <laughs> like and this is cat that's keeping me up and now it's probably a witch you should just kill it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like the Chihuahua one. It's like creatures posing as humans abducted and put a little chip in the back of my neck. They use it to spy on me and make me do things like chase cars and bite people and eat my own poop. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, thanks for telling us. Okay, we'll look into that. We'll get like, it's funny. We'll get there. <laughs> the cat's face is like, I can't believe you eat your own poop. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. I mean, it starts Ooh. off kind of funny. It starts off cheery. Like I was not expecting where this goes. Like there's a mother dog that shows up and you know and has a problem. Says my children are missing. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Then you see that there's a sign where of her and the two puppies are missing. She's like, me and our me and my human just went inside for a little bit. Or my people. That's what she calls them. My yeah, people. Yeah, they always call them my Only people. a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just funny to think about. It's a great like um, it's a great trope too, and like anything like that where it's like. Oh, I've got like all these dumb cases. It's used in so many superhero stories and so many comic books of like, like, oh, I've got like all these non problems I got to deal with. So like the mom comes in, my kids are missing. And it's like, oh, we got it. Like, this is a real case. We got to get on this. Mm hmm. I really like the uh, image of the cats on the roof here. It's just beautiful the way they draw them. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, just some of the imagery in this comic is like downright beautiful. I really want like like posters of just some of these panels. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. I guess because it's watercolor, they can do like just really nice, like really vivid lights and really like like really contrasting shadows. It just it Mm -hmm. looks fantastic. It does. It's mm -hmm, I agree. And I like how as they're investigating, they end up going. They end up meeting into a run into a raccoon, which they're trying to figure out what happened to these puppies. And the raccoon ends up, or the mother raccoon ends up telling them, go to a place called the Devil's Well. And you might look, you can look for your pups there, which is supposed to be a place where, like, the dead are, I guess. But you don't really know what's happening yet. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> well, yeah, like they all like some of them look the the Rottweiler and the cat just look confused, and the mom like it's a dog, but like the dog face is like so serious and like yeah. worries. Yeah, they they go to this Here's place. The best. Uh, Oh. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> okay, I just want to read the pug's line. You can say the rest. So when the pug the pug gets there, his line, devil's well, huh? Devil's ass is more like it. This place sucks. All right, yeah. Describe it. I just had to read that. That's basically what I was going to say. Yeah, we all wanted to. I, I had Sorry. to up, too. We all wanted to say the pug's lines. Pugsley is great. He's a great little character because he's just a little asshole. He's a pug. He's exactly how you want a pug to act. <laughs> Uh, well, the next the next little line, the funny line is like, he's like, anything? Did you find anything? He's like, well, I scared some squirrels and a fat old raccoon, but no sign of them. <laughs> I love like in between this, the, the eagle's like, I hear people won't even come here anymore. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't blame him. My grandpa used to tell stories about the well that would curl your tail, which is like, it's a like, it's a, a good line because when you dig deeper into it, realize, oh no, they're dogs. They have a lifespan of like nine years. His grandpa, like <laughs> this, like this has been going on for a while, but they're dogs. So like in their terms, it's been going on for decades, generations. <laughs> I love that everything is still done through the view point of a dog <laughs> mm-hmm. really cool <laughs> it, and then they and then this is when it then they do a summoning circles they draw a pentagram in the grass and they all get in it and they do a summoning to some to see they're gonna see if the puppies have died they're gonna summon yeah. the dead because well, it's like a it's like a little pond. they know the puppy girl hey there's mm-hmm. a great line in the middle of that where um ace is talking to the, the mom dog and he's like i'm sorry to ask this but uh your pups could they swim i mean if they had to and it's just a close-up of her like there were reflection of the dog's face in the pond with her just saying no it's just it's so dour yeah it just breaks the heart (laughs) it really does and then like from here on out like they they decided to do the summing circle because there's a great panel of her off in the distance looking dead like looking into the pond like transfixed by it and just like her eyes are like sunken in and like you just see like the light reflecting in her pupils it's it's so dour it's so it's like dark mm-hmm. oh it, it gets so much darker like when they they do the actual summoning and then the first thing you see are two puppies co- ghosts puppy ghosts come spiraling out of the water and flying around and then she's like oh god my babies and that's yeah. when it hits you like they're dead <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm and it goes from zero to a hundred real quick because they they like fly into and possess the um it's not a beagle it's a jack russell terrier actually but uh a little back <laughs> to the jack russell terrier is like i don't think this is explained for a while i can't remember but the jack russell terrier is kind of like a medium so they fly oh. into him that's not explained in this no um yeah it comes up like later in the series where like this stuff repeatedly happens to him and oh. at some point one of the wise dogs is like oh you may be a medium that's why that's the one that says i give you permission to enter the circle we made to some of you yeah yeah okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah, he's like i like that they all have their own little like traits to them like ace is like the the vanguard he's gonna go out there and like do the the action rex is like the tracker <laughs> and you have the jack russell who's like the medium who kind of understands more of the mysticism behind it mm-hmm. the pug is like the comic relief <laughs> yeah yeah he's the comic <laughs> relief who like is fully aware of the situation <laughs> at mm-hmm. all times where he's like <laughs> making jokes but he's like yeah this is fucked up like we gotta realize that this is a this is a messed up situation we're in <laughs> yeah <laughs> it gets worse 
like the part when all the freaking and then all these ghosts come out of all these dead cats and dogs from oh, God, spiraling yeah. out and they're angry and it even has lines here they're trying to and they're like don't leave the circle and I think someone leaves the circle or something and they possess three of the more vicious what would be considered vicious dogs the yeah, ace the werewolf gets... dog the Dorberman the yeah, big the, dogs uh, yeah oh god like, like even the lines leading up to that like them leading up to the ghosts of like they're like the others and like well there's one others the ones before us they're scared they're angry and they just all fly out of the water oh god yeah all their and eyes turn just... blood red and they all run and off then they, and they possess these three dogs and then you see the dogs are running off and it doesn't really say what's happening and then the, mo- well, the other ghosts are just flying around well they yeah. do mention they say we want blood and it's basically them seeking revenge on the person who drowned them which they run through the neighborhood and crash through a window and all you see is this kid on his bed eating pizza playing Wii. Yeah. Playing Wii Sports. Yeah, so, Wii Sports. <laughs> kind of like, sloppy kid. But it's great because they just run off saying we want blood and they're like, oh my god, like all the dogs left behind. Including, I love Pugsley. He's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? All the wise dogs. We screwed up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Will the circle hold? And they're like, it better. <laughs> And that scene when he, they rush into his house and they just maul this guy. And you don't know oh, why God. exactly. Right away, they mauled him and they break open this cabinet. And then you hear the person it shows in the panels goes, David, David, what's going on down there? David, David, open the door. And, it, and David is dead. He's yeah. uh, yep. in this room that was locked where you see all these pictures of, of lost dogs, lost cats and skulls. And you find out that Asher was killing everybody. Yeah, he was a murderer. Guys. A young serial killer in the making. Uh, the, what's creepy about that is like I've seen that image so many times. I think in this past read through was the first time I like really analyzed the frame and I noticed that there was a uh, in the top in the bottom left corner of that panel. There's like um, a bunch of gear he uses like syringes and a knife. And I was like oh. I've never noticed those little details before. And there's like a, a a trophy that's filled with old collars. I'm like man, fuck. That's there's so yeah. much detail in that one frame. He probably tortures them too. It's like it throws everything in there to make you think what the hell was this guy doing to all these dogs yeah it's it's a dark and then and the dogs run away and it's just and they're all covered in blood because they just murdered somebody and then you have the other dogs in the and they're all like their eyes are freaked out too like they're not possessed anymore so they just look so freaked out at what just happens Mm -hmm. because they know what they did yeah (laughs) i do love the scene when all the ghosts that had flown away in in the woods they come back inhabiting squirrels possum rabbits raccoon and they're all about to murder the the few that are left in the circle yeah like that was cool yeah and then uh, you get the nice image of like the mom coming back and and being a mom and being like like oh don't worry like you've been avenged there's no more need for blood it's just fucking she's like oh like i'll take care of you come with me oh she says um uh i'll keep you safe and warm and i'll sing to you in the dark so you'll never be afraid again and dives into the well and it's like damn what the fuck yep commits Not suicide in- yeah ace like tries to jump in after her and like can't find her she's just gone everything is like all the ghosts flying after her and it's just completely still it's like oh god i, w- I didn't want to cry <laughs> i like the scene where they're all watching them so soft and clear to cover <laughs> <laughs> because i mean it makes sense they're like we gotta hide what just happened yeah they all and go home then to, it shows a deep reef 
<laughs> and they're all like in one line, like despite their fears, no one ever came for Rex and Ace because no yeah. one put two and two together. What happened? Yeah, they never but knew. Is... is like the the creepiest part about it. There's like a um, there's even a line that says like they would never know exactly what happened or why. It's like damn, like uh. yeah. And then the last panel of the book, it actually shows all the corpses <laughs> in the lake, and there's boxes with holes in it, strapped shut. There's cages bottles everything there's a weight there's a dog tied to a weight tied to a rope that he just threw in there with the dog yeah there's yeah, a cage like that's is. filled with kittens it's it, uh, it's it's like one of those it's so dark it's so brutal but it's also got like a weird beauty to it because they they come back like every now and then they put petals in the uh in the water and so it's like this really dark image leading up to the the lake as we from below and you see like the petals sinking down to the bottom it's like oh god it's so emotional yeah it was really good it's <laughs> dark and it made me question why we were reading this book but other than that, well, I, I read that one and i was like oh i forgot to i was like i forgot to check to see which stories we're reading exactly because i couldn't remember which issues they were i was like ooh, <laughs> i should have uh, warned mike about this <laughs> I remember, too, when he picked this too, I was like, oh, this looks fun. Little yeah. dogs on an adventure. Awesome. <laughs> I remember yeah. I started reading because I was like, I, I started reading the series because it has that great cover of all. Like, every cover is, um, it's a different animal and, like, some, you know, it's a standard comic book cover, but the logo is, like, beasts of burden with a dog skull and bones underneath it for inside the bee. Mm-hmm. I was like, this looks fun. Why is the logo so, like, so, like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and dark? And I remember reading and being like, oh, okay. We're <laughs> We're going into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The third issue something was is weird as hell too. Yeah, I, the third it's, one's um it's fucked up. I like the third one a lot because it. Well, I like the second. The second one's definitely my favorite, but I like the third one a lot because it's like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit later. They know what they're doing more. They it starts with like the cat and they're rubbing like oil all over him and <laughs> like preparing him for something. Well, isn't he going? There look one of the cats is missing and wanted to go try to find the last time I think he was seen with or she was seen was going into the sewer. So they're getting him ready as Stephen kick style to go into the sewer to chase down and find this missing cat. That's all I can think of with Stephen King's at. (laughs) Right. I mean, this is also um, this is another one that was like uh, it's like a sequel to one of the presentation issues. But I like that you don't really need to read it because they like you get all the information right up front. Like like, there's this cat like it tells you about the getaway kid, which is another cat that's known for escaping that decides to go under into the sewer with this is that Fluffy? Is it? No, no, Fluffy's dead. Orphan. Fluffy's long Orphan. dead. Uh, Orphan's going in with Getaway Cat to um, to find this witch cat that uh, attacked them and ran off into the sewers. And Orphan's like, I know she's down there. I know she's down there. I just, I feel it. <laughs> I like how the cat says, ah, I always wondered what was down here. And the other one's like, surprise, it's a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that the cats are all like, uh, like, <laughs> I like to think that all the cats are, they still have owners, but they all pretend like they're street cats. <laughs> There's, yeah. The cats is like, why are you going down there? All because some dame? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> like, you probably have you probably have somebody that feeds you every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's gross when they show it, the uh, roaches. It, it, they do a good job. But... Oh, the cockroaches were disgusting. But it makes mm-hmm. sense. It is a sewer. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. And like the 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 oil they put on the, the orphan's chest is like lit up. So you have this great disparity between orphan and the getaway kid of like a black cat in the sewer and this bright orange tabby that's just lighting the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't get dark right away. Like at first, it's kind of normal. They're oh. just climbing through the sewers, not 
much is happening. They run into a few rats. And I would say this one doesn't really It's when the rats dark. yell. It's strange, though. Like, it's when they first run into the rats, the rats are like, spies! Oh, yeah. But I love that. It didn't really hit me yet. I love the rats. They're... They're like, they're just like so skeezy. Yeah, <laughs> just like an army of rats is chasing after him out of every hole in the sewer, and they're like every cat for himself. Yeah, you know, he is like, screw you, I'm out of here. Yeah. It reminds me like a turtles issue or something of when they're getting yeah. chased by the mousers because they're just mm-hmm. this army of rats. I mean, and to a cat, rats are you know not that small. Yeah, so, I could. it's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Or Getaway Kid just runs off and Orphan falls down into a uh, a pit that's like filled with sewage water and skeletons. Yeah. Oh, God. The imagery here is just awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The cat falling down like like <laughs> it's great, too, because Orphan's like, OK, you've done this a thousand times. Resort your leg. All right. You know how to land a fall. It just crashes into the water. <laughs> that was really cool, the way they described that, too. Mm. <laughs> Damn, this is a long... Ah! <laughs> that big-ass rat comes out, and he's like, oh, God, please tell me you're a skinny muskrat. <laughs> that was cool. And the rat's about to kill him. That's when he meets the witch when he's down there. The yeah. one that, he's been, that he was sent here to look for. He wanted to come down here to find. Yep, and, uh, and the witch cat. It's about how she got lured here by undead mongrels or something. Uh, she lured undead mongrels to their destruction and then got stuck down here. Yeah, so she summoned a bunch of zombie dogs to uh, uh, kind of do her bidding before and that's like the other dogs were trying to stop her and she led them in front of a truck and they thought that she had died. So this is a very okay. comic book thing. Very comic booky scene where they're like, oh no, she's dead. It's like, oh, that's what you thought happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's why... Okay, that, That's cool, that's from a different book and then she got bit or something and then the rat... Her tail got chewed off. The, bat, the rat... Yeah, they chew off her tail to stop the infection because she wouldn't turn into a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I love. Uh, I love that. Like, oh God, like the way that rats are drawn. It's so, it's so creepy to me because like the rats are never drawn individually. They're always drawn as like a giant clump of rats or like a cluster. Mm-hmm. Like a pile. Like, yeah, it's always like a giant pile of rats, and then like the the big rat that's like the general or quote unquote is. Like, he always, like, splits the entire pile to lead them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I like how it sticks to the pattern, though, that they need specific things to cast spells. So the, yeah. the witch cat kind of brings up, I need charms, herbs, and, like, various elements, but there's none of that down here. Yeah. That's why I got stuck down here, to, and I can't kill the rats. <laughs> that's why I think I love this, um, like, this world so much, is it has a very specific rule set that they always abide by. There's never, like, like oh, I can do this without doing this now because, like, I'm bad. It's never, it's never that kind of like story. It's always like, okay, you need this. So if you if you're in the sewer and you don't have like aloe vera, then obviously you can't perform these spells. Mm-hmm. It's a very strict system, but it's it like it. The world feels like it. it like it, the world feels like it could ex- not maybe not could exist, but it feels like it's real. It feels like there's a rule set that makes sense and works. Yeah, and it's it's definitely interesting just to read too because they get into situations where they have to figure a way out that they can't just mm-hmm. easily conjure up spell, spells. Yeah, it's almost. It's like um, it's almost like a magic. It's like Constantine. It's like a magic detective story. Exactly. <laughs> oh god, I um, love that uh, the big rats like we're gonna take you to the king. And I, I like every time I read this, I always forget. I think it's gonna be like uh, like a leader rat. I forget that it's actually a rat king, which is a real thing that has like kind of terrified me to my core mm-hmm. <laughs> since I learned about them. <laughs> 
If you don't know what a rat king is, um, I'll save you a terrifying Google trip. A rat king is it's a real thing that occasionally happens. And it's it's like kind of based on myth. But there have been instances where a bunch of rats will get their tails tangled up together in knots and they can't escape. And so a rat king is like specifically, I think it's like eight or more rats in that scenario. And it's kind of seen as like a in the occult, it's seen as like a very special thing, a very powerful mm. thing. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's dis- yeah, it's, it's nasty. It's something that. I've always been afraid of, <laughs> even though like realistically, like a rat king could do nothing to me because it's just a rat with a bunch of other rats that are all trying to run in different directions. Like it's in no way is it a threat. And, and you're a human. It's just wrong. Like it's just yeah. it just looks wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, this uh, yeah, when they dark. when they go to the rat king <laughs> here, the thing is that they entered two of the cats entered down here to go look for this witch cat so they captured one of them and they're literally just holding it down by putting a bunch of rats on it yeah and they thought that they the witch cat brought these cats here to like stop them in their quest Mm -hmm. for like eternal night so they just eat it Yeah, they start like going to town on getaway cat. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, they're about to eat them. Uh, yeah, it's 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 worrying because you know that they will, like they have no qualms about just killing off random animals in this series. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're like they're like we uh you came here to spy on us. Eat eat the friend, and all the rats just start jumping down on it. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, not getaway so, kid. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> it's and then the and then we were talking earlier. The the witch cat uses the tonic that they put or whatever the hell they put on the on the orange tabby to cast a fire spell or some kind of spell that yeah, lights she, up everything and then and they run like hell yeah mm. she realizes that uh she's got like luminescence on his chest and she licks it off and spits it because her whole like um her whole like power set is like she can't create but she can amplify effects mm-hmm. so it's i think she uses light is what it is yeah she amplifies the luminescence to like mm-hmm. make it like a flashbang it's pretty big- cool yeah, the giant rat's like, uh, are you rats or mice? Fall in, you idiots. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was fun. That was cool. I mean, and then, like, I like the scene where they see the ladder and they're running, but then the giant rat comes up and just fucks up the orange tabby. And then you have the cat fighting the rat, jumping on it, biting it, scratching yeah. it. You have another fire spell. And it actually, like, burns the hell out of the giant rat. Like, oh, yeah, burns his eye the, off. Yeah, and they actually do a good job drawing, looking at a burned face as he's screaming at the cats as the cats are trying to climb up this ladder and get out and you have all these my, all these rats trying to stop them get, getting out of the sewer and it, it's a really cool looking scene it's, like yeah the, it's downright visceral the, the equivalent to this would be like if two survivors were climbing up a ladder and there was a like sewer full of zombies like all trying to get at them <laughs> can you tell Ste- can you tell Stefan's been thinking about nothing but Resident Evil for the past couple days <laughs> yeah soon <laughs> so well, soon. At, at the time of at the time when this is published, he's already played it in platinum it already. <laughs> yeah, this won't be out for a little while. Hopefully, <laughs> the time of this report. I don't know. That platinum looks hard. Anyway, <laughs> you know there's gonna be a time platinum uh, trophy, a time trophy for it. Oh yeah, I think it's it's already been revealed. It's like two hours. I'm like, oh no. Speaking, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I like the way to end. Like it has the two cats escape, and they're like, "What happened to Getaway Kid?" And it shows the Getaway Kid somewhere higher, like he made it out. Yeah, up on the rooftop. Getaway Kid always gets away. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's that I, like, cool. I like that he's still like covered in blood too. <laughs> he's just like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> sweet sweet we made it it's yeah it's oh, a great then, little ending for that it's, it's a happy ending too which is nice mm-hmm. it's a good it was a good book i, I mean the rats are still down there but happy are our heroes <laughs> yeah the four is my least favorite of the of the four issues 
Grave um, happenings. I want to say it's the weirdest and just weirdest setting up like it's bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is um. There was not a, a sequel to this one, so this one's its own story, and it's it's definitely the oddest. But like once you figure out that they have a crossover with Hellboy, it kind of makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's a yeah. very Hellboy story. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> I didn't really care for it. Is this do- because first they're in the woods. Woods and they and they run into a dog that they know is he from a different story and he's um, all like his face is all pale and white and he's not I don't to be? think so it's just a dog that like it's like okay it's just like a dog that they know of and is kind of like a legend within their like dog community it's digger they're like like everybody knows digger he's like okay, kind of older dog kind of famous not really famous but kind of like you know he's one of those like community uh community icons mm-hmm. i like that it's, they're uh, like uh, they're just doing their patrol too like it's really it's a great little setup with like like we're in the society now we gotta go like we gotta do our nighttime patrols and make sure nothing's going on in town yeah and the, the pug is like i don't trust that witch cat like uh Nobody trusts that witch cat. He's like, even Melinda or what's her name? Uh, Miranda. He's like, not even she likes it. And the cats, the other dogs are like, oh, come on, Pugsley. And he's like, go hump yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love um, I love like as they're like, they're they're making so much fucking noise. too. (laughs) It's like if this was a movie, you'd be like, shut up. Like, yeah, something's (laughs) going to attack you. I love that, like, Digger just, like, walks out of the woods looking, like, completely freaked out. And they're like, who the hell is that? Oh, my God, it's it's Digger. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got that stark white face that looks like a skull. It's 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 like just the hair on his face has gone white. It's that classic thing in like horror movies where somebody sees a ghost in their hair and their head turns white. Mm-hmm. It's just his face and it has like a skull look to it. It's it's like ethereal. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. it kind of works in the case of dogs too, how they start turning white in the face and yeah. on their back. Yeah. And he's got a, a human. He's got a leash attached to him and they look down and they see a human hand still it's like the leash is still wrapped around it and they're like oh yeah. <laughs> what happened <laughs> we better put the call out <laughs> it, it gets and this is when they kind of he talks about what happened where him and human were walking by a cemetery and then he heard something he gets pulled in and he watched his human get ripped apart by the dirt and then he yanked out and pulled out an arm yeah well, i like that like first he's in shock and they got to get him out of it like mm-hmm. like he can't like he, he doesn't even like register that they're there he can't talk he's not staring at him he's like at the thousand yard stare while they're all in a circle around him it's oh, cool. yeah. and they, they go to a cemetery and they find blood and intestines spewed across of this person mm. that was killed across the cemetery and they follow the trail and it gets to a really weird ass scene that they're like I think we found what killed the man and it's a bunch of go- like dirt golem looking things with skulls for heads yeah playing with playing with blood and guts yeah it's a golem mm. it's a bunch of golems and they're like they're like putting the guts like into a, a fresh grave oh, so okay. is this guy who gets out of the grave does anyone know if he's like from hellboy or something because he's just he's <laughs> like pure no rock and idea. roll guy <laughs> i think the name on the gravestone is um carl friedrich um uh it's like vandenberg or hindenburg or something i'll look it okay. up right now carl, carl frederick think... vandenberg vandenberg i don't he's... think it's a character um he's a character in anything yeah he's basically a devil worshiper who's he thinks he's coming back to serve satan and he's getting out of the grave with a bottle of whiskey like yeah. hey here we go 
Yo. You know who he is? He's um he's Chucky before he was in the doll. <laughs> he's uh Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, Lakeshore okay. Strangler. Yeah, that's I like almost exactly who his character is. Oh no, but like that's his character. He's like, yeah, he's like wearing all black and he's got like uh <laughs> it's great. I love his outfit. He's wearing like black pants, like a white dress shirt with a tie, and like a leather jacket with like uh like a slayer <laughs> patch on it and mm-hmm. skull rings. <laughs> skull rings. He's, he's got like these like this like necklace swinging around and all this cult books and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Like he looks like the best Ozzy Osbourne cosplayer ever. <laughs> 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 and he does like a spell where he makes one of the dogs spit up a bunch of blood. He's like, oh, I was going for innards. Gonna have to work on that because the dogs yeah, are trying he, to figure out what he's doing. So he's starting to. Yeah, the book itself, like while it doesn't have an actual face like the Necronomicon, it does have oh, stitches God, yeah. like it is flesh. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a little book that like just you see like the tiniest details on it. It's got those little stitches oh, and a nice little like, icon. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, so like they're just like, oh, it's a warlock. We got to take him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like how as they're fighting him and they're getting shot by dirt from the golems, Aegis jumps up and bites the shit out of him. Like, oh, oh yeah, I, I, I bit out, I bit, out, I bit out of his heart. Problems solved. Yeah, just rips his chest out, and they're like, oh, well, that's <laughs> that takes care of that. <laughs> he sure just starts crawling to the grave. He's like, I didn't even get to crack my bottle. Bunch of goddamn dogs. <laughs> then all the uh, all the golems start like tossing themselves in the grave with him, and they're like, uh oh, like I love the line all the gowns toss themselves in the grave and like the last one falls in and like the cap falls off the skull like almost comically oh, <laughs> and the yeah. cat's just like huh that was like really weird <laughs> <laughs> anyway are you okay Brad? we'll yeah, worry about yeah. it later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he bursts out like the guy inside with the golems like he's like a big giant dirt monster now and it's just yeah. weird as hell it didn't it I didn't like this part at all it, uh, if I appreciate anyone it, wants to know what this looks like if they played the Ghostbusters video game. It looks like one of those grave monsters that comes out yeah, with yeah. the little light on it. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to hear more about Ghostbusters, tune back to an earlier episode. Hey, so, hey. <laughs> but I like that he's like uh, sealed in the golem, and it's got like he's got like the skulls around him, <laughs> and like when he pops up, like Bugsley just goes flying. Yeah, <laughs> it it reminded me of a reference you guys might not get in the Hercules TV show when it had the first couple TV movies. There's a monster he fights in one of the TV movies. That looks just like this thing. The second one when they're going to get the fire. So I'm going to get that reference out there. Somebody does. Alternatively, it looks like some of the golems in uh, the Dragon Age series, the dirt golems. So basically, it's a golem. It's a regular golem. If you've seen Ooh. a golem, you've seen this monster. It's a bunch of dirt in the shape of like. The word golem you're looking for? Golem, golem. When you say golem, I think of precious. When you say golem, I think of a rock monster. Uh, It's a golem then. And well, when it's dirt, it's a golem. I've just decided. <laughs> All right. I am yeah, the authority on the back. matter. So uh, <laughs> this was your pick. So I should be nice. I don't actually. No, I think it, I think you're right. I think it is golem, but it's a dirt golem with like him like sealed into it, and and he just starts fucking up the dogs. Like yeah, <laughs> like he's punching them, he's whipping them across this graveyard, he's picking up uh, tombstones and like grave markers and using them as like blunt force weapons. It's it's like it's violent. <laughs> I like how they say it's no good. It's like trying to claw through cement. 
<laughs> There's yeah. got to be a weak spot. <laughs> the entire time, Dipna is like sitting on the, one of the uh, tombstones in the background, just watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another thing that you like brought up. I like the with the world's rules and everything. Like Dipna can't, she can't kill it on her own, but she can use the Miranda spell and amplify that and like use her ability to make her magic work. It's great. Right. Like what we learned in the last issue where she amplified the light and, yeah. and the sewers. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, it's a little like the the solution to the problem is like Rex is um Rex is down there like distracting the golem and like the cat jumps on and Ace jumps in to uh to freak him out. <laughs> like there's a, there's a part where like they're scratching at his uh his legs and he's just picked up Rex <laughs> like by the tail and Rex is freaking the fuck out. Oh yeah. And a great seen. panel of Miranda with like the flaming eyes and like all of her fur is like suddenly standing up. Mm-hmm. It looks badass. And then they just they just light this fucker up and just burn him to a crisp and it does look cool when yeah. it shows the scene of everything burning oh yeah just the dirt burning away and it's just him in the center mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, I, I love that the skulls have little smoke plumes coming out of them <laughs> and then when the when the last line is like we may have won the fight but the war has just begun but what's weird about that is this is the last issue for over for about a year yeah. like they don't come back to this book like this ends up this little four issue part and then you don't have another issue till almost a year later yeah yeah, which um which is the hellboy one yeah which is the hellboy one um like the hellboy one i think was the i don't know if that was the next one they did but it was uh it was like thrown in there somewhere and then they go back and they do like four more stories but i i kind of have a, a soft spot in my heart for like series and stories like that that start and don't really get a um i don't know i, mean, I don't want to say like they never really take off but i don't think this this really hasn't taken off quite like a I think it deserves no, it, to. It probably got canceled. Like it was um, maybe. No, they're still. More. Uh, they made. Um, they made a couple as of uh, May and June of last year. Yeah. What's so, the What's the writer's name again? York or Cork Evan or? Dorkin. Evan Dorkin. He. Dorkin. <laughs> he's uh, quoted as saying that they're always. He's already finished writing like a bunch of stories. He's waiting for Jill Thompson to get on board because she's super busy. Yeah. Which yeah. otherwise they'd be done. <laughs> it's like it's nice though. Like I said, I've got a soft spot for those stories where like this guy like he has this world in his head he knows exactly what the story is and it's just you know it's it's struggling to to get along but you know it's got an audience including me it's got like a nice yeah. little following and it's uh it's a nice little story it's got a, <laughs> now too I, yeah. I wouldn't mind reading more of this i ended up reading a bunch of them because i i reread these four and i was like i, I can't stop I, I love this series so much <laughs> it's just it's so creative and fun i love it yeah it was it was really cool oh we should go to shelfer box I mean, oh any last things you want to say about this before we go to shelfer box um or we just I mean, right there just to bring up the art style again it's just that the watercolor is i i wish i was good at watercolor art i have tried i'm good at other kinds of art i don't even say good i'm like i'm serviceable at other kinds of art i can paint but i can't do watercolor to save my life i wish i could because i love this art style i love how like everything has that yeah like that children's book feel to it <laughs> Yeah, I think if people take watercolor for granted. Like they think it's, oh, that's something you did in elementary school. It's like, yeah, but to do it well, I mean, you yeah, have to be it's a really hard. good artist. Yeah. And it's a lot of like pre-planning. Like people are like, oh, you just paint on there. Like, no, watercolor takes a shitload of like like knowing exactly what you're going to do, sketching it out ahead of time. Like it's, yeah. it's not an easy art form. I've been inking think. over it on top of what you've already. It's not even like all together. It's just splatters almost. It just, yeah. it just works if you if you know how to do it and it's hard to it takes a long time because it's like you can't really erase watercolor like you can some other paints mm-hmm. 
uh, you can like get yeah. it wet again and kind of blend it out but like to to be able to do it this well is uh is really impressive to me just the amount of like the way that she shades everything the way jill tonson shades like like the first panel in this series is like the white house and it's got the blue shading on it, it just it looks so like idyllic i love it yeah yeah these and these covers too are just amazing like i i'm gonna track down one of these covers <laughs> and just put it on my wall it's so good <laughs> you know they they remind me of the covers for like um uh like the hardy boys books <laughs> it kind of is like that yeah <laughs> like it'd be like an old like johnny quest cereal or something yeah <laughs> uh, it's they're really pretty they're just really 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 pretty yeah. i agree i think i'm definitely gonna be if you find any of those like if you find like prints or something definitely send them to me because i really i kind of want to get like four big prints like above my bed for these uh these these cover pages <laughs> yeah i'm not even kidding like i'll get, I'll get no, i know you're not prints. they'll take up the wall <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go on the shelf for box and i'll go first uh, because i can and i wasn't <laughs> sure what to think about this when we first when when Stu had first mentioned this he had, he had mentioned this over months ago from the even the time of this recording and i was like oh, okay and then finally we actually looked it up i was able to find something of it to read and i was surprised like i it was dark as hell it freaked me out i don't want to read again <laughs> but i really enjoyed it like i actually reread the first three issues twice i didn't finish the fourth i didn't give a shit but i went through and read it today before we did this recording and i really enjoyed it like it was a really cool story and it wasn't something i expected at first i was like i was like oh you should read this and i'm like after i read issue two i'm like no 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 you shouldn't read this don't 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 read this <laughs> she loves animals and i'm like you're not gonna like the second book it's not no 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 it's dark i love and recommending this to people and then immediately retracting my recommendation from them <laughs> i recommend one three and four just fine i mean one three and four i mean all four are good but one three one three and four are not are not tough to read two is tough They're more to read. fun yeah one's not two's not fun. but but it's going on the shelf i'm so glad we got to read it and i'm also glad we got to do this because we one thing we like doing is we like doing weird ass comics from time to time to go along with episodes and this is one of the weird ass comics that i bet you never heard of before so i'm happy i read it going on the shelf how about you Stefan? yeah i i just like echoing mike i had no idea going into this and then and then even just looking at the covers i'm like oh dogs happy stuff like <laughs> i don't know what this is but I was re I was ready to read it. Um, one of the aspects of this is like, again, it just reminds me of Ghostbusters where it has the sense of humor, mm -hmm. the paranormal. There's investigating, but there's also like dark moments like the dog dying in this with her mother and her babies is just as relevant to me as like Dana Barrett getting possessed by the gozer dog and ghostbusters you know that whole scene it's just it's just dark but it's still it's still got that lighthearted moments and like the the actual characters all feel like they are characters within themselves they feel different especially the pug who i loved yeah. <laughs> Name but, uh, me, by the way yeah and uh i don't know i don't know man it just blew me away but i i'm gonna put it on the shelf probably gonna track down a cover of one of them and keep it hand keep it close it's it's beautiful art and yeah i liked it okay how was you Stu? i just want to say this was like the best case scenario for this episode because i was like i knew stefan would like this series I, I i had a feeling that like you'd think it was weird at first yeah. it's like I said, it's a smaller series and it's just one that i like randomly came across and fell in love with immediately and i was like oh, i i always want to recommend it to people but i'm always i always 
does struggle to be like, oh, you should check this out. It's really dark, but it has like that disparity of <laughs> it looks like it would be fun. It, it looks like it's a great kid story, but it's not. Yeah, I didn't know. Kid story. <laughs> it's got like, I don't know. It's got everything I love in it, which is um, it's just like for for me to recommend something on a comic episode. Like I always tell well, I always have to give the disclaimer. I'm like, I don't know comics very much. I know very little about them. My one of my professors was like a uh, one of my art professors was like he's like he does like all these really nice comic panels and everything. He sells a ton of comics, so he's like trying to teach me, <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> to learn from him. Um, I'm trying to get into comics, but like I always feel bad coming on the show and being like, oh yeah, like I like the Iron Man movies. I don't know anything about <laughs> the MC or like the Marvel <laughs> the comic series. <laughs> I know Superman dies and then comes back and then like dies five more times. That's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, uh, so happy to to be able to like bring a comic to people's attention, especially one that's kind of smaller that I have such a love for. It's just everything about it is perfect to me. The disparity between like the dark occult shit and like the fun jokey nature of the dogs like Stefan said it's just like uh, Ghostbusters I almost said joke busters <laughs> just like Ghostbusters <laughs> the art style joke busters joke busters I love the art style it's it's absolutely beautiful to me it's like one of my favorite I think, it, I think it's like some of my favorite art in comics in general um, it's just it's so like it's so good so yeah it's absolutely going high up on my shelf i i want a million more people to read this and i don't know maybe someday get like a cool netflix series out of it maybe but just oh, yeah that, Jill that Thompson, would be like, awesome <laughs> fucking retire so we can get more of this please don't retire because you do good work but please fucking retire <laughs> yeah, jill thompson clear up your schedule i need this this is a hundred percent could go on netflix i agree with that a hundred percent yeah this is a series on netflix um oh god it's called like the kirlian frequent krillian frequency kirlian frequency that's like an animated version of kind of net, like welcome to night veil but it's a little bit more dark and it's uh it's from latin america so it has like that nice like like latin american occult twist on it which is just really cool yeah and i would love to see this series done in like that kind of style there's like nice anthology stories about these dogs you know fighting fighting demons and, and occult crime yeah that that would be awesome i i also want to add too that the wikipedia i don't know whether this is true or not because it's wikipedia but it did say at one point people were attached to make a movie to this in like 2013 so yeah it, it was that. sold as a property somewhere and someone can make a movie out of it. Yeah, somebody somewhere has the rights for this and, you know, they better fucking they better fucking do it. I'm, <laughs> I need it. It'll be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, I think um the guy who was uh the guy who was attached to it for a while was Sean Aker, who uh Shane Aker who did um 9, which is a movie that I think a lot of like was kind of divisive, but I I really like that movie too. That uh, uh, the one that I looked like little big planet but way darker oh like the and then wasn't tim burton attached to it in some way yeah and yeah. then tim burton got the hell out of there and um it's probably a better movie because of that because tim burton yeah back now <laughs> um it was like a student film that they ended up making like into a feature-length uh movie um it was like a short film that was i want to say it was like like 10 minutes or something at first and they were like well let's make this into like an hour and a half movie and i i really like that and i think its style fits perfectly with this series it's i don't oh, know yeah. i it, it 
it, it's a weird thing because I was like, oh, Netflix make it, but it's got a small audience. But then like Netflix also tends to cater to smaller audiences. So I don't know. My hope is I, my hope isn't dead yet. I'm hoping that somebody somewhere will see this and be like, let's make this a show. I agree. And let's get uh, let's get some crazy voice actors to voice that dog. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get like Christopher Walken. <laughs> like uh... <laughs> is Christopher Walken voicing Pugsley? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, like Christopher Walken to voice Pugsley. I want uh I want like oh god, who was the mom in uh Kubo and the Two Strings? I want her to voice um uh Miranda. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strings? Oh man. It's it's a, a crazy impressive movie. Yeah, I heard it's heard it's pretty um, good the animation charlie's theron charlie's yeah. theron to voice miranda is he like you hear all the voices of the dogs so clearly in your head they all have such like specific attitudes too yeah i feel yeah, so. i feel i feel like it would lean like popular though like one of them would have to be like a chris hemsworth or something oh yeah but yeah, yeah. But, like fuck it make a chris i think chris hemsworth is make chris hemsworth pugsley actually no because he <laughs> he's like a really really funny actor and people have only started realizing that since like thor or Ragnarok. Yeah, he he might be Ace just because. <laughs> yeah, Ace or like Rex. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, give him Rex because then he can be like he can come across as like the the strong dog, but then just play the baby. <laughs> I have such a soft spot for like all dogs in general, but especially Rottweilers too. Like, I just I love Rex so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a good book. All right, I think we should wrap up this episode now. <laughs> so if you know somebody out there that likes uh, likes a cult shit. Tell them to read Beast of Burden, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in a couple collected formats, so you can legally get a hold of it. Otherwise, Google is your friend. But it's worth reading. I actually might go if I can find the first appearance. I will buy it. I'm gonna I, uh, when, if, when, it, when when conventions open up again in a in a far off land in, in the year 2022, I will try to find them. I have a copy <laughs> somewhere, but I think it's out of. I think it's in a different state right now. <laughs> I, I love first appearances, so I, I might have to. I'm gonna try track on their first appearance of Easter Burden. They have a nice little anthology book too. I just want Ooh, cool. I just want to read it. Just I don't, I don't care right. what edition I get. Just give me an edition of it. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up this first one. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, definitely go track down this book. You won't regret it. Uh, also, want to say you might regret some it. Sh- give a quick awesome shout out to our awesome intro. Uh, what the, all of a sudden I draw a blank. Cool kid squad from his. You know I can't remember it. <laughs> Bulby, aka Stony. Check Mike out Stoney. our Mike awesome from uh, Bite the Bullet off of his EP Cool Kids. No, I got that backwards. Cool Kids Squad off of his EP <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bite the Bullet from Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney. <laughs> I've said it over a hundred times at, at the top, pretty close to over a hundred times at this point, and I could not all of a sudden. I'm like, the it's in is, there. I know it's in there. Where are you? There's definitely been situations where you've said it backwards before. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so like muddled in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it so well and then I think you said it backwards once by mistake and like it's just ruined my, my head I can't yeah, <laughs> something's well, wrong that, with my brain <laughs> that at least helped me get the name Carol Baskin out of my head a little bit oh, there you go. <laughs> hopefully by the time of this recording people don't know what we're talking about and she's not uh, yeah but who knows at this point because it might still be going on <laughs> we'll find out find out next, next time episode games, games, games my mom found copy Chappy, come a comic book episode. <laughs> Something like that. All right, we'll see you guys all. We'll see. Listen to our episode. See you later. Bye. Everybody. Bye.